Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at UFO factions. That's correct, UFO factions. Now, this article comes to us from TheHill.com, written by Mark Van Rinnenkamp. The title is Pro and Anti-UFO Factions in Government. Question. It wouldn't be the first time. He starts the article off. He says, shortly before the release of the second government report on unidentified flying objects in as many years, dueling narratives emerged in the media. A New York Times article poured cold, poured cold water on theories of alien visitation and the extraordinary technology alluded to in a 2021 report on unidentified aerial phenomena. So, of course, we had that report from 2021. We had the videos, all of that where people said, hey, we're finally getting disclosure from the U.S. government. But now they're backtracking. And the New York Times is right there at their pre-bunk upcoming report from the Pentagon. Citing government officials, the Times pointedly downplayed recent military UAP incidents as foreign drones, balloons, or airborne trash. I have to ask you, if you watch those videos of GoFast, Gimbal, and Tic Tac, do those look like drones, balloons, or airborne trash to you? A Daily Mail article, in contrast, struck a remarkably different tone among several eyebrow-raising quotes. One source sharply criticized her office of the Director of National Intelligence colleague, stating, quote, they don't want to talk about UAP because they really, really don't know what the hell they are. The Daily Mail sources disclosed several key details about the report prior to its release, including that the U.S. government cannot explain more than 150 UFO encounters reported over the past year. 150 count, 150 UFO encounters they have no explanation for. In short, competing factions appear to be vying for control of the UAP narrative. If this is indeed the case, history is repeating itself. From 1951 to 1953, Captain Edward Ripple served as the first director of Project Blue Book, the Air Force's two-decade-long UAP investigation. Ruppelt, widely regarded as an effective and objective investigator manager, was genuinely perplexed by the UFO phenomena. As recounted in his 1956 book, Ruppelt frequently found himself caught between two bitterly divided factions. Quote, all through intelligence circles, Ruppelt wrote, people had chosen sides on UFOs. According to Ruppelt, the 1948 Air Force Intelligence Assessment came to the remarkable conclusion that the UAP were interplanetary. The report worked its way up into the higher echelons of the Air Force, but was kicked back by Air Force Chief of Staff General Hoyt Vandenberg for lack of hard proof. You know, you're going to have <clears throat> you're going to have trouble probably getting hard proof on a lot of these UFO sightings unless you actually get your hands on the meta material. And of course, we don't know if they have that because they're not talking about it. Facing intense pressure to resolve the UAP conundrum, Ripple wrote, "The people on the UFO project tried a new hypothesis: UFOs don't exist." Intelligence analysts rapidly learned that a quick, <clears throat> that a quick, snappy, it was a balloon, satisfied their superiors. Easy to answer to perplex, easy answers to perplexing, high-quality UAP, UAP reports got recognition, and feathers were stuck in caps of Air Force intelligence headquarters up to the Pentagon. As a result, report writes, many analysts jumped on the anti-UFO bandwagon. 
At the same time, a stubborn pro-saucer faction remained convinced that the UFOs were interplanetary spaceships. Others weren't quite as bold and just believed that a good deal more should be known about the UFOs. According to Ruppelt, those in the pro-saucer camp weren't a bunch of nuts or crackpots. They ranged down through the ranks from generals and top-grade civilians. On the outside, their views were backed up by civilian scientists. Beyond heated disagreements, the two competing UFO factions sought to influence the media. Sounds just like today, doesn't it? Ruppel describes a two-part 1949 article on UAP that had considerable effect on public opinion. It was the Air Force officially reporting on UFOs for the first time. Now, we saw this happen in 2021 when these videos were leaked clandestinely, of course. But when they hit the YouTube and the national television networks, you had a lot of people really started to say, hey, there's something out there. Just like the recent New York Times piece, the 1949 article casually admitted that a few UFO, that a few UFO sightings couldn't be explained. But as Rupel wrote, the reader didn't have much chance to think about this fact because 99% of the story was devoted to the anti-saucer side of the problem. It was a typical negative approach. Of note, the article started out by psychologically conditioning the reader against UAP, and by the time the reader gets to the meat of the article, he feels like a rich, full-blown jerk forever thinking about UFOs. This is so exactly on the money. We see this in so many articles that even that I talk about in the podcast where the articles have to admit that the UFO was sighted or encountered because there's multiple eyewitnesses. But then they spend the whole entire rest of the article trying to debunk what people have seen. And by the time you finish reading this thing, you have to wonder what, were the, what, what was the point and critically, Rupert was continually being told to tell the media about sighting reports that were solved. Don't mention the unknowns. With noteworthy parallels, the recent New York Times piece focuses almost exclusively on resolved UAP cases. Importantly, it also offers explanations for two well-known UFO videos recorded by U.S. Navy fighter jets in 2015. Citing Pentagon calculations, the Time article states that the object in the video go fast is moving at about 30 miles per hour. But if these calculations are identified to those long promoted by UFO debunkers, the Pentagon has some explaining to do. Well, there you go. This is just more of your appeal to authority. Uh, you see this, uh, you you see this UFO traveling at super high speeds, but then they come out and say, "Well, that's just an optical illusion. It's actually it's actually only going 30 mile an hour." It says no fewer than four aviators, including a fighter pilot airborne during the go-fast encounter, agree that a key figure in the calculation is likely not very good data. Remember this, figures lie and liars figure, right? If that number is miscalculated or otherwise significantly off the mark, the explanation for the go-fast video put forth in the Times article is invalidated. Well, garbage in, garbage out. That's what I have to say of the Times. In another video known as Gimbal, an object appears to spin or rotate as it skims over the clouds. According to the New York Times sources, the object's apparent rotation is an artifact of the camera. Now imagine that. We've seen this video. You can hear the pilots talking about it. This thing is moving through the atmosphere, no wings, as it rotates. But we're to believe that somehow that's an artifact of the camera. So these aircraft that cost $30,000 an hour to operate with all this high-tech equipment, are unable to produce a camera that can film a piece of trash flowing through the wind, 
it creates an image that looks just like a UFO. Hmm. Interesting. But this is a remarkable feat of misdirection. The rotation is a red herring. The gimbal encounter is fascinating because, as noted aerospace engineer Steve Justice explains, the object travels at high altitude with no discernible wings or means of propulsion. Importantly, the Navy air crew that, re- that recorded the video maintained a stable radar lock on the object. In this regard, knowing the distance between the object and the jet that recorded the video allows UAP sleuths and engineers like Justice to establish the UFO's perplexing lack of wings or obvious means of propulsion. But that's not all. Earlier this week, I spoke with a, with a senior engineer intimately familiar with the optical system that was recorded, that recorded the gimbal video. He explicitly disagreed that the rotation observed in the video is an artifact of the camera system. An active duty F-18 weapon systems officer who uses the system on a near daily basis disagreed as well. So who do we believe? Respect the scientist, an off-duty weapons systems officer who used to use this thing every day, or somebody behind a desk at the New York Times? Perhaps most importantly, four meticulous geometrical reconstructions of the gimbal encounter show that the object's rotation matches its flight path. This is a particularly significant blow to the theory put forth in the New York Times piece. If the government stands by these quick, snappy explanations of the gimbal and GoFest videos, it must show its work. Most glaringly, the Times article offers no explanation for the best-known UFO incident in recent years. In 2004, naval officers observed the Tic Tac object exhibit extraordinary flight characteristics off the coast of Southern California. When accounting for the position of the sun that day, a video of the object captured by a follow-on flight quite clearly shows a capsule-shaped object with no wings, control surfaces, or discernible means of propulsion. Ultimately, history cannot be allowed to repeat itself. The analysts now facing intense pressure for answers must not return to the decades-long practice of force-fitting, simplistic, unscientific explanations unto onto highly credible UFO reports. Well, that that's just said beautifully. Ultimately, history cannot be allowed to repeat itself. The analysts now facing intense pressure for answers must not return to the decades-long practice of force-fitting, simplistic, unscientific explanations onto highly credible UFO reports. I don't think I could set it any better than that. So this is where we're at right now with the upcoming report that the Pentagon's supposed to release about UFOs, and someone at the Hill had the courage to call them out and tell the truth about what's going on. We certainly do have pro and anti-UFO factions. I would say pro-disclosure and anti-disclosure UFO factions. It's hard for me to believe that these people don't know these things are real. I think it's much more likely that they're simply trying to hide the truth from the public. Until next time, this is UFO Warning.